Hi everyone and welcome to season two of In My Drafts. I'm very excited to be able to start this new season. I want to be able to have more guests on these episodes where they can share anything they want to talk about. With this first episode, I have Brando and Brianna, my two younger cousins from Texas, and I have them talking about their experiences growing up and where their mindset currently is. I thought they were super interesting to bring on here. Uh, They bring that Gen Z person perspective, that teenager experience, and I really enjoyed getting to know them a little more. I hope you enjoy learning about their stories as well. Just a quick disclaimer, I'm figuring out how to get the best audio quality with multiple people in a room now, so I would recommend for this episode to listen with some headphones in for best quality. All right, enjoy. All right, so let's start off with I know just where you guys are from and tell us your name, your date of birth, all your social security numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything um, you want to start with? Well, I'm Brando and uh, I'm Brianna. And uh, we're from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we were born and raised there. Um, and yeah, I'm 18. I'm 15. So we got Gen Z years here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was crazy you guys were born after 2000. That's yeah. pretty insane. I thought it was crazy that you were born in the 1900s. I know. When yeah. you, you're like the first person that's ever told me that. You're like, you were born in 1992. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's cool. It's cool to have you guys here because um, I think I was mentioning to you guys earlier, I think most of the people who have listened to my podcast are millennials or older. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like friends my mom has shared it with, so they're older ladies too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is cool because uh, I think it's always interesting to have perspectives from different ages. So I'm glad you're here to kind of share your experience in your like personal lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So you guys were born in San Antonio. Yes. Um, so because you're my family, I obviously know a little bit more about you guys, but I don't know too much, but I know that your parents were not born here. So where are your mm-hmm. parents from? So our dad was born in Bolivia. Mm-hmm. And, La Paz. Um, yeah, La Paz. La Paz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, our mom was born in Argentina. Cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And do you know... And I, I didn't know so many details about, like, my parents' immigration stories until, like, I got a little bit older and asked more details. But do you guys know how old your parents were around when they came here or kind of anything around their stories? So I think my dad was actually 18 when yeah. he came oh, here. Really, yeah, he's okay. really young. Yeah. And my mom stayed in Argentina until, I don't know, it was pretty, like, late in her life, I guess. Or not late. I guess, like, 20s. Okay. Yeah, she was a little bit older. Yeah. And my dad came to visit my mom. No, his mom. Yeah. Okay. Argentina because she was hanging out with my mom's mom okay I don't know yeah yeah yeah. uh and then I guess they just met that way through like their mothers okay and then they moved over here oh what a great way to meet through your mothers yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's cool that's cool um yeah he came here pretty young so basically your dad was your age yeah he's my age it's pretty crazy to think about it's like yeah yeah. and like he didn't know the language or anything yeah just uprooting like moving to a new yeah, I yeah. often think about that too. I think my mom's around twenty one. So when I hit that age, I was like, "My mom moved to a whole other country. This mm-hmm. is insane." You know, makes you think, "Wow, you can do it. You can Crazy. do more than you think you can." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so with that influence, I guess of having a mom from Argentina, a dad from Bolivia at home. Obviously, they spoke Spanish. So something I've recently learned about you guys is that you are only allowed to speak Spanish with your parents. So how did that start? Like, has that been there as long as you can remember? And has that just kind of been something that you've just kind of taken for granted or not taken for granted, but just like given like, oh, of course, we only speak Spanish with our parents. Because when you guys arrived here, you noticed that I speak to my parents in both languages. And that was something that stood out, right? Because yeah, it's different yeah. for you guys. So how, yeah, what's your story behind that? Um, so I guess we just started speaking Spanish when we were young because it was like both of our first languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still like taught us English on like the side I guess so I guess it was both at the same time okay. so we would like know English by the time we got to school mm-hmm. and uh, they just wanted us to like not lose the language so they just enforced yeah. speaking Spanish at home uh, but I mean but there wasn't really like an enforcing thing like it was just like the normal thing like okay. if we talked to each other yeah. like it wasn't Spanish like I feel weird talking to my parents in like English yeah because yeah. whenever yeah. my so friends are around yeah yeah, yeah true really weird. Yeah, yeah that makes sense so okay so it wasn't so much of like you need to speak Spanish or you're punished kind of mm-hmm. thing. it was yeah. just kind of like this is just how or what we choose to speak with our parents yeah. 
I definitely thought I was going to get punished when I was, like, smaller. To, or that's just, like, how I felt. I guess okay. I took it for granted when I was small. Yeah, yeah. But in a way, I think it's good that they had you do that. Because now I think you guys speak really great in Spanish. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's that's great. All right, so we talked a little bit about parents, Spanish. And then I wanted to dive in, just because I'm curious, and this is a question I usually like to ask people if there's ever like a, a game or like an icebreaker or whatever, <laughs> but I like to ask people about what their earliest memories were, either earliest memories or like happiest memories of childhood. Um, so is there anything that comes to mind for you guys? Um, well, I'm juggling between like two early memories. I don't know That's which fine. one came first. Yeah. yeah. So one of them is actually pushing my sister off the couch because she, like, <laughs> touched my chest head. Yeah, I was pretty mad. And then my dad got mad at me after that. And the other no, one No, and is... I remember he told me, he was like, oh, she fell by herself. Yeah, and... I think that was my first lie, too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the second one is, I guess, getting, like, a Power Rangers set for my dad when he came back from Bolivia one time. And he brought a Power Rangers movie, too. Mm-hmm. I was super excited about that. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah. I remember our old house because I know it's just like the house that we mostly grew up in and uh we would have like we'd always been the living room and like my dad and my mom would play like music like on cds and like uh-huh. I remember like he was like he loved Elvis Presley uh-huh. and Brenda would have like in like an air guitar like but like the ones that you blow up like a balloon oh, uh-huh. and I just yes. remember him like on his knees like oh, just so like going funny. so hard that's, that's very appropriate though so, um, so Brenda plays guitar, and you've been playing, I think you had mentioned since, like, middle school? Yeah, since, like, middle school. But it's always interesting to hear from me, like, how some people started at a super early age with kind of showing that they had an interest in something that later on they actually took into, like, a full hobby. So that's really fun to hear. Um, my earliest memory was, I think I was, I had to be about three or four years old, and we were still living in our old house. We, I mean, we've been in this house that we're recording in since I was six. So I know I'm like, I had to be around like four mm-hmm. because Miguel was a baby and it was Christmas time. And so I was like, he must've been a few months old. And it was, it's literally like, there's a Christmas tree and my dad's changing my brother's diaper and he starts peeing on my dad. <laughs> and that's like my first memory that I could think of. I don't know, maybe it just like astounded me in that moment where I was like, what is happening? Yeah. But um, that's my first memory. <laughs> that's always a fun story. That's so funny. Uh, we've kind of covered earliest memory. Do you guys want to dive into happiest memory, or are you kind of? Yeah, we can do happiest memory. Yeah. You want to? I don't know. Or is happiest. that your happiest memory? I don't know. What I feel like there's is. always pressure when you put a superlative on something, like mm-hmm. happiest yeah, or saddest. Yeah. But like it could be a happy, a happy memory of yeah. like your childhood or a memory that you sometimes come back to and think about. And... Okay. Okay. I think I have one. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, so uh, my grandma, who's uh, on my mom's side, um, she would make bread and like she was just like amazing at cooking, but she would make bread like in a braid form, like she would braid the dough. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that's how like she teached me how to like braid my hair. And, like I remember, oh, that's fun. yeah, like after like we put it in the oven, I would like run to the restroom and try to like oh, practice yeah. on my own. Yeah. That's a cool way to learn how to braid. Mm-hmm. I think I learned how to braid on Barbie's Oh yeah, people yeah. even play with Barbies. Barbies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I played with Barbies. Yeah, a lot. Cool. Good to know it's something that's like passed on mm-hmm. to generations. But yeah, they had like uh, most of them. Nowadays, you've got all kinds of looks, but most of them had really long hair back then, and that's how I remember mm-hmm. learning how to braid. But I think braiding hair or braiding bread sounds a lot more fun. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. It's unique. What about you, Brandon? Um, I guess my happiest memories would be going to like the beach with my grandmas. Like mm-hmm. whenever they would come visit, I just felt like really close to them. Yeah. And, and like everything just like seemed more exciting. I guess like as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exciting now to see my like grandma. But, yeah. Like, yeah. But as a kid, everything's like hyper exciting. And yeah. is the beach near you guys, or how far away is that? It's like a two-hour drive. Yeah, it's a few hours. Yeah. Two hours from San Antonio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they nice beaches? Um, there, well, there's some like some there, but there's yeah. the others. Like, there's this beach called Rockport that we used to go to all the time, mm-hmm. but now when we come visit, it's like, well, the hurricane. Oh, but yeah, oh, it's horrible. But okay. before that, it was just like, I don't know, the water doesn't really move much. It's not yeah. fun, but okay. it's chill. <laughs> it's a beach, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the answer I give when people ask me about beaches here. Like, mm-hmm. we've got some that are nearby, but they're like, we're okay. But I feel like 
when you've been to other beaches or know about other beaches, you're like, okay, this is way better. (laughs) (laughs) Better water, better sand. Anyways, okay. Uh, So the last question I kind of had about this whole like growing up theme is uh, what did you guys like to do during your summer times, during your like school breaks growing up? Because I feel like everyone kind of has a different story. My brother and I, for example, if we weren't traveling to Bolivia in the summer times, like every other summer, um, for many years, we actually did like a summer camp because my parents worked full time. And so we had to be somewhere, right? And so we have a lot of fun memories from the summer camp nearby at one of the elementary schools. And they had obviously like tons of activities and stuff. But for me, at the end of the summer, they would put on like a performance, like kind of like a dance performance that it must, at the time, it seemed like a huge stage. It must have been like a middle school stage or something. (laughs) But I remember that was awesome because that's kind of when I started realizing that I really liked dancing and like stage performances in that sense. Um, But anyway, so that's kind of what my summers looked like and maybe else as well. But um, what did it look like for you guys? Uh, we did a bunch of camps too. Like um, mm-hmm. when we were younger, we used to go to like tennis camps. And, okay. Um, yeah. We had a bunch of camps with our church. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were only like a couple of weeks long. Yeah, they're like, pretty I think, short. Like three weeks at most. Yeah, okay. it wasn't that long. And um, I guess in like middle school and up, my summers looked like, I guess I just hanged out with my band and just like played a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was mostly what it was. How old were you mm-hmm. when you started your band? Um. Well, I was in like three bands, so oh, I guess okay. my first band would be middle school, so maybe cool. like 12, 13. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool way yeah. to spend some summers. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, and we used to go to the beaches a lot during yeah. summers, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. well, like, for the most part, I guess, like, for me and for Brandon when he was younger, like, our mom has a small business, like, she has a store, like, that's mm-hmm. her job, mm-hmm. so, um, for... Most of the summer, I would usually, like, be there all day, like, kind of helping out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, like, she made me, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, I, I got paid and stuff. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, it's no, like, a first job. Not two bucks. It, it was a little <laughs> bit more. Labor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but cool, yeah, but then we'd also, like, travel a lot. But, yeah, for the most part, it was just, like, staying at home or, like, at her store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it also served as, like child care and i guess some form of entertainment yeah <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Save on daycare. true yeah. true that that's cool okay nice all right so we talked a little bit about uh what was it what it was like growing up for you guys and your experiences and i kind of wanted to go into some interview questions <laughs> about currently like what you guys are thinking and your mindset and so some of these might be deeper than others, but I, I like to dive deep. So welcome. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I always thought this was an interesting question, but it's uh, what's a piece of advice that you would like to tell your younger self? So Brianna, for you, that would be maybe your middle school self. And mm-hmm. for Brando, maybe that would be your high school self. Even though you're freshly out of high school, mm-hmm. um, you have passed on to the next stage, right? Um I used to, not often, but um, write in a journal, and uh, I remember, like, every time I would read back, like, years back, posts that I made a long time ago, it was just really interesting to see what I was thinking, and oftentimes I was like, hmm, I wish I could have, like, told myself to just not worry about that at that time, or just, like, do this at that time. Anyway, so I think this is always a really cool self-reflection exercise um, that people would benefit from, so I'm curious to hear what you guys would have told yourself when you were younger you can go first oh, okay um I mean it's kind of a loaded question but uh <laughs> yeah. I think um I feel like I was kind of just floating around in middle school like I mm-hmm. feel like I wasn't really I don't know like I like my mindset was not really like structured I guess mm-hmm. like in any way but I think just mostly like to not not worry about like silly things and mm-hmm. to just try to just try to be happy, I guess, because yeah. things were, like, so simple, because, like, it was just, like, going to school yeah. and, like, going home and just, you know, just, like, trying to have a good time. Yeah, so, so yeah. when you reflect now, you look back, you're, like, the things that I was, let's say, worrying about mm-hmm. now are things that maybe you wouldn't prioritize to yeah, worry about. Yeah, yeah, not like, at all. Okay. Life is so simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Um, I guess for my high school self, I just, like, try to be more aware of like I guess where I am because like 
I guess I just didn't like realize I was like in high school and like everything just happened like pretty mm. quick. So I didn't really like appreciate like everything I was doing. Mm. Um, yeah, and I guess be more patient too. I was super impatient. Okay. But I think I've like kind of fixed that over time. Yeah, impatient with like the way things work out, like let's say college applications, stuff like that, or just in general. Yeah, like especially college applications. I was like stressing out over that so much, but mm. I think I'm like happy where I am now so yeah there's no reason to reason to yeah yeah I feel like both of your answers kind of tie back to what you were touching on Brando which is this whole thing of just like being in the moment Mm -hmm. and enjoying it and it's something that I think no matter how old you are you always have to remind yourself of because I totally have those same thoughts too where I'm Mm -hmm. like man just like I wish I would have relaxed a little more and just really tried to enjoy what was going on and that stage in my life because there will be other things in life that will maybe stress you out way more. Not to freak you out about the future. But, <laughs> but like, for sure, I think retrospect always helps to be like, okay, like, yeah, there, there's there's good things to enjoy back then that maybe I didn't enjoy as much as I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, kind of on that, like, school topic, uh, I'm just curious because I'm no longer in school and it hasn't been that long, but, uh, I like to kind of pick your brains on this. So, uh, currently what is something that you most like about school and what do you least like about it? And it could be, you can interpret that how you want. It could be, oh, learning about a certain topic, subject, or it could be just like the way school works or like the social life of school or just like the pressures that come with it or positive things, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about. Um, I feel like I like meeting people a lot, even though like I'm naturally like an introvert. It's just like nice forcing myself to like meet other people and just like trying to socialize with them. So I really like that aspect a lot. And you're in college now, so you've got like access to that type of scenario a lot more yeah yeah mm-hmm. I mean even though it's COVID I still have like sweet mates and yeah. stuff that I can meet yeah it's yeah. pretty nice but um yeah one thing I would hate is like doing homework I just hate homework <laughs> so much. that's like the forever thing that everyone hates I was just telling Brianna earlier we we're making some coffee before this and I was telling her that even now like I still sometimes wake up like let's say on a Saturday morning no alarm and I freak out because I still have periodically a moment where I'm like oh shoot I have school or I have an assignment I kid you not it does not go away it's not as common but like it still comes up like oh that homework assignment or like that exam is coming up or I didn't do it but anyways all right what about you Rihanna um obviously it's a little different right now because of COVID and stuff but um I do prefer in-person school than like online because I just feel like just like the place there like a building where you go to um is like special because like I've been thinking about like oh when I'm like a senior and I leave like I'm gonna look back like at that building and it's gonna be like oh like in like the sidewalks that I walk there in the trees like just being like oh, that's yeah. the place where like like all of this happened yeah so, versus like your bedroom yeah like, yeah you know, and just like looking at a screen yeah because yeah. it's like a place I feel like it's like it's just so special for sure no like I, a house or something yeah, yeah I agree I think your physical environment does so much to your mindset of being in that like student mind that zone and granted not everyone thrives in a physical school like some people are like I can do homeschooling and it's fine but I I feel the same way I think I need the environment like Mm -hmm. the the teacher there to like teach me something in person and just like feeling like okay I'm in school mode right now I'm not in like home mode right yeah. yeah, that's actually really hard. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, COVID has changed so much, mm-hmm. and especially in like school life. Um, so I think it's, it's important to kind of reflect on that. Uh, yeah. And I think something interesting, Brando, that you said that reminded me a lot of how I was feeling uh, at the beginning of college, and I guess throughout college, is uh, that accessibility that you have to all these new people. And I'm much like you. I consider myself an introvert, but um, over the years, especially through college, I think I realized that maybe I'm an introvert where I need my me time and to be alone to like reset, but I realized that I really do enjoy meeting new people, and that was because of the the access that I had to all these new people from all kinds of like mindsets and backgrounds um, when I went to college, because up until then, I had gone to Catholic school until I was 18. And 
you know, I mean, yeah, you've got different people, but majority come from a similar background, similar beliefs. Um, so when you get exposed to all these different uh, realities and people, you're like, whoa, this is, it's almost like overwhelming, but, um, but it's cool. It's yeah. Cool. You get to meet with like other perspectives and stuff and like, yeah, pick their brains. Like some of my best memories, especially from my first year of college are literally sitting in our common area. I lived in a suite as well sitting in our common area and we've had like a few people from our dorm and we're just hanging out on a weekend and talking until like 4 a.m about who knows what i think we got a little existential with a lot of these topics where we're like diving deep into like life and stuff but those were so cool because i'd never done that with people before i mean yeah maybe i talked about deep topics with like my parents or some of my best friends but not with like people who i didn't know too well yeah so that is something that I hope for both of you guys that you have more chances to do, especially going forward after like COVID passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brianna, once you get to college, um, it is a really cool experience to be able to have those kind of conversations. But kind of like what we're doing mm-hmm. with people that you've never met before. You know? But all right. Uh, let's see. What's next? Okay. So here's a cool one. And this is, again, I'm just curious. But um, is there someone in your life that you really look up to right now, whether that be someone that you know or someone that you don't know that you just kind of like wish you would meet one day? Um, and maybe like, what is it that you really like about them or that you um, aspire to learn from them? You can go first. Uh, think. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, I think um, my friends, I guess, like, like my best friend, mm-hmm. um, I think she really she's just like so like open-minded but like opinionated and it's just like that's just like what I want to be I guess and it like inspires me to like I don't know like to just try to be like the best that I can be mm-hmm. that's yeah. so like generic but no but I yeah. think that's a good point because oftentimes we'll pick out characteristics in our best friends that we feel like we don't have Mm -hmm. but it's interesting to ask them the same question one day and see what they like about you because sometimes it might surprise you Mm -hmm. and be like oh like that's something that they've noticed about me so you should share that with your friend one day because she might not have heard that before um have you ever heard about I don't know if this is a quote or a saying or whatever, something on Tumblr. Like, do you guys know what Tumblr is? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I was on Tumblr in like high school. So. <laughs> Maybe nowadays like Instagram. But um, <laughs> but um, that was so funny. <laughs> but it was something like you are the combination of like the five people you surround yourself with or the five mm-hmm. friends that you choose. Have you ever heard something like that? Yeah. yeah. So it's like the five closest friends in your life, if you look at them, they should reflect things or characteristics that you want to aspire mm-hmm. to, that you, you want to stand for, um, and vice versa. And I think that's something that I've tried to keep in mind as I've gone along with like choosing my friends and stuff like that. And um, so that's cool. Your friend sounds like she's got cool stuff going for her. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Okay. And then uh, Brando, to throw the question at you, who's someone that you really look up to in your life? Um, I guess it'd be like along the same lines as what Brianna said, like other friends and people who are close to me. But not only that, like, I guess like some artists I look up to just because like they have time for their own personal lives and they have like all this other stuff going on, like they're making music or playing sports and like juggling. Yeah, juggling everything and so many like activities. And it just seems like so cool to, I don't know, do that, like be good at like many things. So I guess that's something I aspire to do. That's cool. That whole like being many things, I think, is very much something of today, of today's generations, because I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I think the generations of our parents were very focused on like, you choose a career, and then like, pretty much that's what you do the rest of your life, right? So I grew up seeing my mom at the same job for 30 plus years. Currently, my dad is still at the same job that he's been at for like 30 plus years. So I grew up with that as being like, that's what I have to do. I have to choose a career path and stick to that my whole life. But now we're seeing so much, at least from my perspective of having my friends mostly in their like mid twenties and above of just like being like, I'm gonna spend three years here and then I'm gonna go to this job and do another couple years there. And then maybe I'm gonna choose like a totally different field after that and go into this. And there's like, I think benefits to that and there's also downsides right like you always kind of say okay well 
now where are those people who have 40 years of experience like we need them too right but I, I really like that whole idea of being able to expand your horizons and dive into a little bit of everything. And so, yeah, you'll see people like these artists who like have a little, okay, they have a podcast on the side, right? Or, and then they have like a different career, uh, they're a musician on one end, and then they also like sell merchandise. And so they're like a business owner on yeah. another side. And you're like, how do you handle everything? Um, but I, in a way, I think that's a cool thing to reflect on because you're like literally like, you have no limits in this world, right? Um, obviously, you got to learn when your plate is full <laughs> and you can't juggle more, but it is it is a cool thing. I, I think that's something that you can start practicing for sure in college um, as you kind of dive into different um, activities and kind of see what you like. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could be like applied to other things too. Like when you travel, like, because, yeah. I mean, you want to dabble in like everything, like all the like different cultures and stuff, yes. right? So you got to pick. I mean, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You can't do can't do it all there's too much <laughs> slowly you can but um all right cool so let's see so we talked about you know who you look up to or like i guess what are some qualities that you look up to in life um maybe this is random i don't think this segues very well but <laughs> but uh I, I always find it interesting to get people's um perspectives on what they interpret as happiness for them right now currently in their life um, you know people have all kinds of definitions of what happiness is but what is something that you think your own happiness is or something that you would want to aspire to have so i actually just had a question like this um in oh, an okay. essay for my philosophy class ah, okay yeah. all right look at me professor <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and we learned about like having a good life and like what that means. Um, I guess it's like different for everybody. And we talked about how like some philosophers thought it was being like strong or like, Mm. just like, I guess, overcoming other people and being on top. But I guess, um, or he put it like in a way that the modern definition would just be like being kind to other people and like Mm. doing stuff that makes you feel like satisfied and not Mm. worry about like what other people think. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I think I like with that definition yeah, yeah yeah okay so like kindness to other people and not worrying about opinions that maybe bring on like negativity from the world around you yeah yeah not like thinking about being judged i guess mm-hmm. while you're doing like i feel like that's super relevant with like social media right now too. yeah yeah and just that world that we're growing in and constantly being surrounded by um worrying if something that you're going to post is going to be seen a certain way yeah you know? <laughs> a lot of weight to that yeah what about for you Brianna? um i like really agree with that just like being just like naturally just being and just like not not worrying about like other people mm-hmm. i think just really like being at peace with yourself i guess yeah um, like accepting yeah who you are for who you are yeah and i feel like that's something that has so much again like pressure and, and weight to it and it's almost like dang it, like, when am I going to accept everything mm-hmm. about myself? Um, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like it's never, like, an end goal, really. It's almost, it's always this thing that you're constantly working on. Like, I don't think anyone can ever 100% be, like, I'm cool mm-hmm. with everything about me. Because there's always going to be some kind of, like, something that you pick at, right? Yeah. But I think it for sure is something that you maybe aspire to, like, get good at doing. It's get good at looking at the good things about yourself or like reflecting on what is it that I'm actually like good at doing that, that I like about myself, that I like about my skills and, and being good at um, keeping that in the forefront so that when you have those days where you're like really not feeling good about who you are, you're like, all right, like this day will pass and I'll be in a better mood tomorrow or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you guys feel about it. But yeah. All right. Cool. Anything else? Um, well, I guess part of, like, happiness, well, for me personally, is just trying to keep, like, a good, like, attitude about stuff. Mm. I mean, there's certain stuff you can't control, and you're going to, like, feel sad about it anyway, I guess. Mm. But just trying to, like, I don't know, keep your chin up. Yeah. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but. No, but it is, again, it's, like, something you have to practice to be good at. Yeah. I think is is keeping that mindset of, like, all right, things are going to be fine. I truly think it's, like, what's that other phrase? practice makes perfect yeah like cliche as that sounds it's almost something that you just gotta like 
train your brain into getting into the mode of doing all the time. But um, all right, cool. So to wrap up this part of uh, this current mindsets and current thoughts, um, what is, and you can answer both or one of them, but what is something in your life right now that is standing out as your greatest fear or one of your greatest fears? And then also like, what is something that's your, one of your greatest hopes? You can interpret that as you may. <laughs> uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is too personal, but no, you can share. Kind of. Want. Okay. Um, so I've just struggled with um a lot of like depression, like anxiety. Mm. I've been like in and out institutions and hospitals, but like it's. Mm. But I feel like it's just. Um, I mean, that's. I think that's my worst fear, but it's just like getting worse and worse because mm. it's just like you know it's really hard. For but sure. um, I think like so that's like one of my biggest fears is just like not being able to control it because it does feel like that a lot of the time yeah but I think like my greatest hope would be like obviously to just feel better from that and I do think yeah. I'm doing feel like a lot better I was maybe like a few months ago Good. so that's I think like yeah yeah that's made it like a lot worse too yeah, but for sure. yeah so I think yeah just being able to to because I feel like okay now so just being able to just feel more okay and then feel mm. better and then feel good and eventually yeah. like being generally happy yeah it's like yeah. one of my biggest hopes yeah yeah that's uh, a cool thing to talk about uh heading into 2021 I think mm-hmm. because right now at least for me what I've been reflecting on is the times that I'm in right now I'm like I feel like hope is on the way and in general if you want to talk about like okay vaccines are coming out or we're, we're finally starting to hopefully mm-hmm. have some hope but also talking about mental health, it's like this year has hit, you know, people in so many ways, but I feel like that is a huge one because I mean, everything has seemed like it's been crashing down this year. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you talking about how things are starting to maybe look better or a little more hopeful, I think very much matches the mood of the world right now. Mm -hmm. And, And that's something that I think it's good to talk about. And the fact that you're able to mention this even and like put it out there in the world and talk about it is a sign of hope to me because Mm -hmm. most of the time people keep these thoughts inside and they don't share them. Right. And that's when you're really rock bottom. Um, So that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like personal, but I think it's important to share that because the more you share it, not only the better is it for you, but it's good for other people to hear it because then they're like, oh shit, like someone else is thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going through the same or similar experiences. So that's awesome. Um, okay, Brandon, what about you? Um, so I guess my fear is kind of weird. Um, no, I mean, it's your own fear. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like all throughout high school, I was um, pretty lazy and like had some missing assignments and stuff and showed up late to class and mm-hmm. practice. Um, so there was one day where I showed up like really late to band practice and my band director called me up. He got pretty mad at me. And, yeah. um, have you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Oh God. Long ago though. <laughs> so if we're going to quote something from there, I'm not going to quote that. I'm not going to quote that. <laughs> <laughs> but go for it. Uh, do you remember Uncle Rico? Yes. Yeah. So he just like called me that basically. <laughs> and, Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said I was going to like be a high school burnout if I like oh, no. keep doing that. Oh, yeah. So wow. yeah, I guess that was just going to like, or that's part of my mindset now. And just like, mm. I don't know, I don't want to be a loser when I grow up mm. and like be a high school peak, you know? Mm. And I just think about that a lot, I guess. So mm. I guess my happiness would be doing something successful in life just so I had like, don't end up as a lazy bum yeah (laughs) yeah okay okay no I mean that makes sense um it makes you realize how strong words are too especially when they're come from someone who supposedly like is an adult and you look at and you're like you're supposed to be someone who's like encouraging me right yeah yeah so and it's crazy because like I bet he didn't even like a second thought to that and right then, like I still remember that like yeah. to this day I mean he may have meant it as like something in passing just kind of like trying to be funny or who knows mm-hmm. giving him the benefit of the doubt here yeah. but yeah for sure like you don't always realize how something hits someone or how they like interpret it but well that's I'm sorry you have to hear that <laughs> um and then uh if you want to take it this way or you don't have to but like something that you're hopeful for that your greatest hope is for the future um I guess just be successful in All life, right. but like, I guess my definition of successful would just be like being happy with what I'm doing. Mm, yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. So, 
we kind of went through, let's see, some stuff about your upbringing, your experiences growing up, and then kind of some of what you, I guess what your mindset is currently on certain topics. And so now we dive into the dreaded future <laughs> or a hopeful future. <laughs> you want to look at it as the glass half full. Um, so uh, kind of going off of uh, greatest hopes in your personal lives, uh, what is something that you hope will change in 10 years, whether that be for yourself, which you kind of already talked about in general, what you're hopeful for, or whether that be for like the world in general, maybe a specific topic or something that you really care about that you want to see some good change in. I don't know how you guys want to take this question. <laughs> COVID. COVID for sure. <laughs> I hope that changes in the next one year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like the world is like at war with itself, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if other people like think that because like there's a bunch of like, I, I guess it's like how you look at it because there's a bunch of support on like social media and people like, mm. I don't know, say positive things to each other, but there's a lot of like hate too and yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, inner war. Mm. Like our country's like split in half and stuff mm. and it just yeah. sucks. Yeah. Which is so weird to experience. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're hoping to see some unity pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Unity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, I've never been so aware of divisions um, like I have this year or maybe just like the last few years too of like things kind of working its way to this year which I feel like has been just the big bomb for everything but like I don't remember ever feeling like this when I was growing up you know Mm -hmm. your age I don't remember being at all aware of even like a little bit of politics and stuff really I mean I knew who the president was I knew who was running but like (laughs) I wasn't really that uh woke (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know what was going on (laughs) you know and i feel like i don't know if you guys feel like you know a lot of what's happening or i was never someone who dove into politics in general but i feel like today's generations like you guys are a lot more aware of the bads the goods like Mm -hmm. politics in general than we ever were yeah, and I kind of feel like I have to be aware. And I mean, it's kind of weird, but when I wasn't, like, I don't know, like, aware, I guess I just felt like I was being judged, you know, for, like, not knowing, like, about anything, like, oh, I feel politics that. related. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Brianna, what about you? What's um, something that you hope will change in 10 years? I think a lot of, like, the, like, what brand is, like, the general, just, like, unity, because I know, like, last year I got really, like, that's when I kind of, like, got more interested in politics and Mm. stuff, and, like, thinking, like, what do I agree with, what do I, like, disagree with, so I think that's definitely, like, I feel like just as long as people just really support what they think is truly right, Mm. I think that's just, like, the best everyone can do, Um, but obviously just try to keep, like, an open mind, Yeah. but, um, I can respect each other's opinions because even though like I know like I because I think that's like a big part of like especially like on social media mm-hmm. like I do disagree with a lot of things and that makes me like furious but like mm-hmm. I just try to kind of like respect because like the way you feel like so passionate like about something mm-hmm. and like the the other side can be like the person feels like the exact same way yeah. so it's hard to be like oh this is like wrong when like the other person right. thinks it's right just like how you think it's right right so I think, um what you're describing is like being being able to put yourself in someone's yeah, shoes, yeah, yeah, and like to truly not just not just see their perspective, but like to feel it mm-hmm. and to walk in their shoes, right? And it's hard, even if like if you like completely yes. disagree, because yeah, yeah, because it involves you having to let go of your own like like morals, yeah, yeah. and just be like, where are they coming from? Yeah. Something that I think has helped me, maybe since maybe since right after college I don't know when this started but I started thinking a lot about um trying to understand the background that someone comes from and how that influences how they see things today so a lot of times you don't know the details of like you know someone's upbringing or like what they've gone through or um, the type of people they happen to get involved with. And not that I think that excuses everyone for Mm -hmm. certain things that they might believe or or do or whatever. But I think it is very interesting to see how someone got to a, to the current point where they are, the current mindset. Um, Cause I think it does help you kind of take a step back for a second and be like, all right, like 
I can kind of see how they got there. Um, I think that sometimes makes it a little easier to try to relate to someone. I don't know. That's a tangent. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, because like Brando and I have different views in our parents. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, it's a little more like extreme, like we're like on opposite ends and like we mm-hmm. fight about it a lot. And I used mm-hmm. to think like, oh, they're horrible people for thinking mm-hmm. this. But like, I've like considered like, oh, like the way they were raised and like where they were, like what they were taught, yes. like what their parents told them. And it's like, okay, like I can understand. It's not like they, they're trying to be like, you know, like finding like just, that's what they think is right. That's yeah. what they think is like normal. It's just right. the way they felt like they were raised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So. And it's really hard to break that down, like mm-hmm. to break down their the morals that they grew up with or yeah. the teachings they grew up with and stuff. I mean, I experienced that with my own parents too. We have our differences in a lot of things. Um, and a lot of it, I, I get it more now than maybe before where I was like, you guys just don't understand mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know but now i'm like all right like i i, I see that i understand and i'll i'll ask them uh to kind of expand sometimes um and it's interesting what you find out like mm-hmm. certain stories or experiences that they've had when they were little that now influenced how they think but um yeah but no for sure in general just hoping that things are more um open-minded in 10 years and to be honest i mean me reflecting back on where I was when I was in high school to where I am now, yeah, there's a lot of like negativity going on in the world right now and things are very heated. But I will say, I feel like in the last 10 years for me, I've felt more of an awareness um, than there was before about different views, different cultures. Like, for example, this is a kind of a funny example, but like I remember when I was in high school and I went to like a dance, I think it was like a winter dance or whatever. And I remember uh, that was around the time when I started discovering Zumba. I think I mentioned Zumba. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zumba and so I was really like diving in deep into like Latin music that like I hadn't before. And I remember in that dance wishing that there was some kind of Spanish music being played and being like, that would be so crazy. That'd be so great. Like Spanish music, everyone wants to dance to. They're playing like Soldier Boy or something. Not that, <laughs> not that I didn't like Soldier Boy. I mean, I knew the dance and everything, but like, <laughs> but I just, I, I wish there was a little bit of a variety. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I don't know what a high school dance would look like. But um, but now, like even on the radio or just uh, not even the radio anymore, just people sharing stuff on online there's like k-pop has blown up right like <laughs> latin music people are like all right it's a given you've always got like a latin rapper mixed in with like someone rapping in english nowadays on on the radio or whatever and that like to me back then would have been so wild mm-hmm. that people were aware of even like who a latin artist was aside from knowing uh, i don't know jennifer lopez or ricky martin back then mm-hmm. like everybody who they were but it's just really cool to see that people are becoming a lot more uh internationalized yeah, that's yeah. A word, you know like uh and maybe that has to do with accessibility with like the internet now um but that is something that i think has come a long way but what follows now hopefully is understanding views and and uh respecting cultures and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. i think it's making its way there i'm hopeful for it um yeah all right so going off of that what hmm, and this might be maybe a similar question and if it's the same answer you can skip it <laughs> but uh what's something you look forward to that's a very open-ended question that could be something that you look forward to next week or that could be next year that could be like way down the line <laughs> but uh yeah what's what's something that you look forward to uh getting good yeah. at music yeah. <laughs> okay yeah that's cool that doesn't really have like a deadline yeah, you know, you can always get better. So, so yeah. what do you mean by good at music? What's your definition of good at music? Um, I guess just like learning more about like I don't know, all these other instruments and other genres, and I guess like expand like my horizons and like mm-hmm. listen to like music from other cultures and stuff. That'd okay. be like a lot more interesting than like what I'm doing now and just like focusing on one genre. Mm, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, being a little more. Um, have you heard the term Renaissance man? Uh, yeah, I think so. But within yeah. music, so that the Renaissance man, oh God, uh, again, I'm bad at history. I'm not gonna <laughs> if you ever look it up, you'll get a nice definition. But that's some, a term that stuck with me mm-hmm. when I learned about like European history and how like you're good at a little bit of everything, but within music. And that's something hard to do, I think. Um, but that's a cool goal. I yeah. like that. Um, um, I kind of just want to get out I guess like when I'm 18 I really do want to just like leave and like travel a lot <laughs> yeah but um 
like I don't know because I've been thinking like about like college and stuff and like I just feel like like I'm not sure if I like it's something I would want to do I don't know if like college is even for me but it would be the ideal plan yeah. um but mostly just kind of like I really do want to travel and like just kind of go around everywhere to your world. and yeah and get some cats yeah and that's <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that yeah but yeah or also it'd be cool like to like have like a little like an Etsy shop like you said like and yeah. sell like art and yeah. like and like I don't know like live in the forest for like a month like do random mm. things like that like I really want to do yeah just like enjoy everything as much as I can yeah you have like a hunger to see what else is out there yeah yeah that's cool I think um it's that whole like pressure of figuring out uh you know what college I'm gonna go to and when and all that stuff is very much thing rooted in our American society mm-hmm. um if you look at some other cultures like in England I think I maybe told you guys before but for in England it's very normal for people to take a gap year after high school and then go off to college after a year of travel so many times when I was traveling I would run into like young 19 20 year old travelers and I was like what are you doing here (laughs) I was like what are you doing traveling Europe or or wherever you are and uh, I came to find out that it's just very normal for them to take a year off to go travel so it's not like they're not doing anything with their lives they're you know expanding their horizons learning more Um, and then kind of learned a little bit better about what they want to go back to school for Mm-hmm. and that's for them um so yeah it's for me it's like that could be something daunting to think of like not knowing what's coming but currently I've started to look at not knowing what the future brings as something like exciting mm-hmm. and like cool because there's so many things that could happen um so many good things that could happen anyways <laughs> uh so to wrap it up my last question regarding future uh, is what's something that you would want to tell your 25 year old self, whether that's like, um, not advice, but, uh, something you want to remind them of, or something you want them to keep in mind. Um, I was mentioning to you guys that I recently had to answer this question and I talked about how later on, like what if I have a family one day, and maybe I think about this because I work in like the maternal health world. And so I see new mothers all the time. And even though I'm not there yet, I often think about, you know, how, uh, how much work it is to have a newborn. And I often hear people say like, oh, once you have kids, like you can't travel or, you know, you've got your, your child is your world, which I'm all for that. Your child is mm-hmm. your world. But I also, uh, I wanted to remind myself not known 25 because I'm past that, but like in 10 years from now to not forget things that I identify as like making me, me, right. Whether that be, um, how much you love like music or listening to music all the time or travel or diving into other cultures or languages. Like those are the key things that I start thinking about when I think about my identity. And that's something that I don't want to forget. And even though it gets harder to juggle things because your priorities change if you have kids, um, I kind of wanted to give myself a reminder of being like, okay, like take a moment, step back and see how you can still incorporate these things into your life, even though you might have different priorities, right? So I throw that question to you guys. Like what's something that you would want to remind yourself of in the future? Um, I think mostly to like be grateful for like to be grateful in general but especially like right now that you have like people that are supporting you that you Mm. have like you have like things that you love and you have like things that you like to do Mm. um but yeah mostly that um I had something in my head but I forgot it it's okay Brando can go first and then we can jump yeah do you want to go first Brando (laughs) okay um I guess I could work on like uh my memory I mean that's pretty stupid but I feel like Mm. I like forget stuff really easily Mm, okay I hope by the time I'm 25 I'll like find a way to like remember stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and I guess just take advantage of like how young I am because I mean to Mm. me 25 seems pretty young I don't know Mm -hmm. about you oh it's young I'll tell you it's young but once you reach that age you're like I'm old (laughs) but it's young yeah yeah so just like take advantage of that and just like do stuff I could I don't know do at that age yeah I'll be more than 21 magic number yeah (laughs) yeah so you want yourself to remember like to embrace your youth yes for sure interesting stuff that i'll hopefully remember when i'm older oh yeah Yeah. that's that's the time to do it for sure yeah okay 
Yeah. Yes. I'd like to tell myself to be like grateful, especially like how I was raised. Cause I used to Mm -hmm. like, um, and then just like, like I used to be like, oh, I wish my parents were like, we were born here, they were white, they were American. Cause like I just saw how everyone else was like that. And like it seemed like, like sometimes I it felt like I was like like life was unfair for me because like there was just like different something like different things that other kids didn't have to go through, or I felt like sometimes like I would feel embarrassed. Like I think yesterday you mentioned like birthday parties, like they would go like all out, like things like along that line. Like yeah. I'd be like, oh wow, they're just like so different, and I would feel really out of place. But I am really thankful for that because like I know Spanish and like I know how to like with my mom's job I know how to talk well I know how to talk to people sometimes yeah. and like I've like, experienced so just yeah, that's true. yeah just like I think I because I used to be like oh I wish I was like just a normal like American I didn't like I didn't think oh, Amer- I'm a normal American but like but like you know you're, you're typical yeah yeah you're to just like speak English and have like a and just like a more normal household but mm. th- but that isn't even like what it is just I'm really yeah. grateful that like I had like the like, I was just raised how I was. Yeah. I think it's cool that you have that reflection now at mm-hmm. 15. 15. Yeah. 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 Now at 15, um, because I don't know if I had that reflection at 15, but I think that's awesome that you're starting that now because you're going to carry that with you. Mm-hmm. But um, for sure, that's uh, something that I think is, hmm, what am I trying to say? That you're trying to remind yourself in the future to really embrace your unique upbringing Mm -hmm. and you know that's unique to you now and uh, maybe the area that you live in it seems like you stand out but I think something that helps is to remember like other people have this experience too you're just not around them all the time maybe so like whether you were I don't know if you were growing up in the middle of like Miami let's think Miami's got a bunch of Cubans right so if if you were like the only white person there who had like very white parents and you were around all of these like really colorful Latinos you'd be like I'm so boring you know (laughs) and I've had people tell me that before but there were people who grew up in neighborhoods that were like super diverse Mm. so it's always interesting to think of the opposite situation and be like what would my mindset be then but um anyways another tangent uh, but I, I think that's a cool reflection for sure um, to remind yourself to just like embrace the uniqueness of your Latino American upbringing mm-hmm. um, yeah that's awesome alright guys so that wraps it up the first season or not the first season the first episode of season 2 <laughs> where yeah. I have some guests on my podcast so thank you guys for being here yeah, and uh, for agreeing to do this with me I, I tricked you guys into <laughs> told them I was taking them to see some waterfalls today like oh, a podcast <laughs> but um but this was cool I think um I myself am trying to figure out how to do this style of podcasting and uh, whether that be like interview style or having something a little more uh, planned out I don't know but thank you guys for yeah. for sharing your experiences and and opening up um and hopefully it served as a cool like exercise for you guys or something different to try out yeah, this yeah. is pretty fun. It's going to be cool, like, looking back and yeah. seeing, like, what I said. Yeah, yes. I know. Maybe give it some time until you're past the cringing point when you hear yeah. that your voice yeah. is going to be like, all right, it's been, it's been a little while. I'm going to listen to what I said. <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah, thanks again. Um, I hope you guys liked it, and I hope everyone who's listening um, took something away from it. Uh, and, yeah, join uh, next time. Everyone stay healthy and um, stay tuned. Bye.